Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 41 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Morningbrook Digital Consultancy. If you need help creating or updating your social customer care playbook, Morningbrook Digital can help. Email me at frankie at sociallysupportive.com for more information today. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursday, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve. On Thoughtful Thursday, we discuss deep thoughts, including overarching strategy and organizational structure. Today is no exception because, hold on to your hats, we are talking about your social care playbook. Yes, yes, you heard me right. Your social customer care playbook. I know you don't want to talk about it. We're going to get into it and we're going to make it simple. Before we do that, I want to remind you that time is running out for you to register for the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit that's happening November 16th and 17th at the Marriott Brooklyn Bridge. Because the Socially Supportive Podcast is the official podcast partner of the Customer Service Summit, I have a coupon code for you. If you go to sociallysupportive.com slash insight, I-N-C-I-T-E, go through the process of registration, then use the coupon code supportive, S-U-P-P-O-R-T-I-V-E, you will save $300 off the cost of your registration, which I believe is the best coupon code out there. So hurry up and get your registration taken care of, and I will see you there at the event. Now, let's move on to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Earl Nightingale, who said, all you need is the plan, the roadmap, and the courage to press on to your destination, which is important because we'll be talking about the roadmap piece today. And the book of the day, as it has been on episodes past, is by my colleague Dan Gingis, titled Winning at Social Customer Care. This book has a lot of great information that you can use to inform your digital and social customer care playbook. So highly recommend you pick that up. If you go to sociallysupportive.com slash resources, you can click right on the link. It'll take you over to Amazon and you can get your copy with Prime in two days. That's fantastic. All right, let's get into it. We've got a lot to cover today. Your social care playbook. How do I define a playbook? Okay, the definition of a playbook, according to Frankie, is that it's a repository of information that provides guidance on how to handle most situations that arise during the operation of your social care team. Why do you need a playbook, you ask? I'm so glad you asked. Here are the reasons you need this. You need a playbook because, number one, you want to document document solid thought leadership about why you made the decisions you made when you started your team. The second reason you need this is because you won't always personally be on site to handle situations. So the third reason you want to share the team vision with others. And the fourth and last reason is you want to provide clarity to leaders, adjacent team 
systems and people who report to you on information pertinent to the running of the social media customer care team. And you say, that's great, Frankie. There are plenty of social media customer care playbooks around there. Heck, every department has a playbook and nobody ever reads it. Well, your playbook is going to be different. People are going to read it for these five reasons. People are going to read it because number one, you're only going to include useful information. And because of that, you are going to number two, ensure it remains a reasonable size. It is not going to be a history of mankind and civilization as we know it. It's going to be updated and succinct. Speaking of updated, that is the third reason you're going to update it regularly. Every time you change a policy or procedure that is high level enough to be included in the playbook, you're going to update it in the playbook. Number four out of five reasons is that you are going to refer to it in discussions that you have with your leadership. When you are talking about what you will or won't do and the reasons why, you'll refer back to what is written in your playbook. And number five, you're going to make it available in an accessible digital format. I've seen brands that will create a playbook when they start their digital social customer care team. They'll print it out and they'll put it in these beautiful binders and they'll sit on people's desks and they'll promise that they're going to hand out new pages every time they update something. And then because life gets in the way and we all have a lot to do, the playbooks don't get updated and they become irrelevant. You're going to make sure that it's available in a digital format where people who need it can regularly access it and that will ensure that it will be read. So you're saying, okay, I understand that I need a playbook. I believe you pretty much that people are going to read it. What should be in the playbook? All right, here's where we're going to spend the majority of our time. I'm going to give you a high level overview of the contents that should be included in your customer care social media playbook. We're talking about a total of 10 sections. So that's a manageable number of sections. And each one of them will only have a few pieces of data included in each of the sections. So grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and let's get cracking. Unless you're driving or working out or something like that, don't worry about taking notes because you can go to sociallysupportive.com slash episode 41 and you can have the very succinct bulleted list that I've got written down for you. You can just print that right out, stick it on the bulletin board and start working. So contents. The first thing you want to include out of the 10 items is your operations information. What do I mean by that? Few components to your operations information. First, you're going to include your team structure. If you have not yet picked a team structure and you need help with that, you can refer back to episode 17, where Al Hopper shared with us three team structures you can use for a social customer care team. Again, that's episode 17. But essentially what you'll put in is, are you going to have one team or are you going to have several teams? Are they all going to be in the same location or will they be distributed? Follow the sun model where you've got some people East Coast, some people West Coast. Will it be internal or external? Will it be outsourced or in-house? These are the things that you want to include in your team structure. The next thing under your operations section you want to include are your hours of operation. Is your team 24 by 7? If not, what are your hours of operations? Also included under your operations is your service level agreement. When I say service level agreement, it means 
what is your team going to be providing? What do you promise you're going to do as a social customer care team? An example of this is to respond 80% of the time within 30 minutes. And on which channels are you going to be responding? You give just information for we agree to provide service at this level during these hours of operation. So that's your service level agreement. You'll also want to include in your operations section contact information. You want to provide two types because this is an internal document for your internal working partners and your internal team leadership. You want to have contact information for your social media customer care team. So say, for example, marketing wants to get in touch with your social customer care team. What number do they call? What email address do they reach out to? And then you also in this document want to provide your external contact information. If marketing, for example, pulls up this playbook for the social customer care team, can they find the telephone number, the Twitter handle, the Facebook name, all of these pieces of information? Can they find this to provide to a customer or to provide to a colleague who needs to get in touch with the team externally? You want to have that in your contact information. And then the last piece to put in that first operations section is going to be emergency information. You should have an emergency response plan, which we will be talking about tomorrow on Freeform Friday. What should you do for your crisis communications? You want to put in that section at a high level, what will your team do in case of an emergency? For example, if your team members are not able to get to your facility where they normally come to their desk and log into their computers and respond over social media, what's the plan? Do they have laptops that they take home? Can they work from home? Is there a different team at a different location that will be providing response? You'll want to include backup information and what will happen in case of emergency in that operations section. Section two of 10 is going to be your term glossary. We talk about things called posts and we talk about proactive versus reactive and we talk about channels and we talk about direct and indirect communication. These terms can be foreign to a contact center. So a really quick sheet that translates social customer care into phrases that other folks can understand. You just want to provide a definition to help them understand what terms we're using. The third section that you'll want to include in your social customer care playbook now gets a little meatier. Now we're talking about section three, engagement. Here's what you want to include in your engagement section. When we talk about engagement, we're talking about what does it look like when our team members are out there doing the work of connecting and responding to customers. What does that look like and how does that go? So we start off in section three talking about what the team does and does not respond to. When you first chartered your team, you probably decided whether you were going to only respond to direct mentions to your brand handles or whether you were also going to respond to indirect messages. You also decided which channels you were going to be responding on. Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, blog posts, community forums, wherever it is on the World Wide Web that you're going to be responding, you want to include this in engagement. And then you also want to talk about what kinds of posts you will be responding to. So one example is to put in your document that you're going to be responsive to any question posted by a customer 
customer on a proactive or reactive post. So if your marketing team is proactively putting out advertisements and then a customer asks a question, that would indicate that your customer care team is going to be replying to questions even when marketing puts out proactive material. Or maybe you exclude that. Maybe you say in this section that you will not be doing that. Maybe you say that you are only going to reply to questions reactively. So maybe it's only when a customer comes with a question or a concern that you'll be responding to those. That's a distinction that you want to make in your playbook because it's done both ways. So you can't just make an assumption that your customer care social media team will always be responding to proactive posts on behalf of marketing or the brand or that you're always only going to be responding to questions directly from customers. Make that distinction in your engagement section under what the team does and does not respond to. Second thing to include in that section three of engagement is what are the team responsibilities? Is the team responsible to review and track all posts in a certain area? Are they going to find the answers to posts requiring escalation? Are they going to track and report trending issues? These are some of the things that some customer care teams do in the social media space. So for example, maybe you say in your team responsibilities, our teams are responsible to review and track all the posts that we said that we review and respond to earlier. And if we see something that we're not sure if we're supposed to respond to or not, then we are responsible to reach out to public affairs. We're responsible to reach out to marketing or the product department to source the appropriate answer and then respond as usual. And then we're going to track and report any of the issues that are trending and we are going to be responsible to providing that data to adjacent departments. You can either say that you will or won't be responsible, but you want to draw a clear line that says this is our sandbox and this is what we do. And another thing that's helpful to include in your engagement section is a one-sheeter that visually outlines all of this information that we've talked about. So in this one-sheeter, you can include where you listen, where you source your answers, Maybe you source your answers from the knowledge management tool. And if it's not in the knowledge management tool, then you reach out to public affairs, you reach out to the legal team when you need to, to visually show a map of all the places that you touch with your team is helpful to people who are more visual learners. Also include where you monitor for posts and mentions and where you respond. If you've been doing social media customer care for a while, you're probably familiar that very helpful individuals will without fail send you copies of mentions that are coming from places that you just don't respond to as a company. You've made a strategic decision that it's not worth your time or you don't have the funding to be responding to, um, I don't know, like review sites. Maybe you're not monitoring Pinterest because it's not one of your core plays in your social media customer care strategy. So you can outline this here in your playbook and put it on this one sheeter so it's very easy to convey the information to other departments. It's also helpful for you to visually depict the type of posts you respond to. So you can say that over these particular properties, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, these are the types of posts that you'll respond to. You'll respond to support requests. You'll respond to questions. 
You'll respond to comments, you'll respond to praise. And then at the same time, you do not respond to and then you can put things like trolls or political campaigns or whatever, you know, as you go down, you'll show this is what we do. And this is what we don't. This material included in your playbook can also be repurposed as an internal education campaign so that other folks who want to be helpful within your organization have access to the data that this is what we do and this is what we don't do. And then they can share it with friends who might be customers and consumers. Another thing we'll put in section three is communications guidelines. Now I'll get into this in another episode at a much deeper level, but what you're going to be including are high level instructions on brand voice. For example, maybe you're cheerful, warm and empathetic, maybe you're formal or maybe you're informal. This is what you'll talk about in terms of what you have designated your brand voice to be. And then you'll also include high level instructions on response guidelines. Again, I'll get into response guidelines on a later episode because it could be a whole 20 minute episode. But maybe you say things like you want to personalize responses, you want to use your name and be genuine, those kinds of things. You'll also include information on how you deal with trolls about when you do or don't take conversations offline, how you feel about hiding comments and what your policy is going to be on banning certain users. That's section three for engagement. Section four is to include tool information, including your outage reporting instructions for your listening and engagement tool, your community forums tools, any other tools you use, you want to include information in your playbook that says if one of these tools is not functioning as designed, if for whatever reason, your community forums go down, your listening and engagement tool is not connected connected to Facebook and Twitter for some reason. There should be a process that you follow to do an outage ticket. Maybe you call somebody, maybe you put an online ticket. You want to include that. The last five things that you're going to include, I'm going to cover quickly, but we'll have deeper information on how to do these in a later episode. You want to include number five, process flows for high volume cases. You want to include use cases. You want to include your key performance indicators for my favorite KPIs, in case you need them, episode three and episode eight are Frankie's top nine KPIs plus a bonus that you can refer back to if you want to use my KPIs for your KPIs. The eighth thing to include is sample reports. We talked about reporting and what you should include on reporting on episode 23, reporting on special operations, episode 28, tie your reports to money. So you can refer back to those to get information on reports to include. Number nine, you need to include your crisis communication plan. And we will be covering that, like I said, on Freeform Friday. So you'll have the weekend to contemplate what that could look like. And number 10, you want to include key contacts for your team in your playbook. And again, you'll want to keep that up to date. All of these things are what need to go in your playbook. Just to recap quickly, you want to put in how your team operates. You're going to put in a term glossary so people know what you're talking about. You're going to talk about for section three, how you engage 
with some visual help in there. You're going to talk about number four, your tool information and what to do if there's an outage with your tools. Number five, process flows. Number six, use cases. Number seven, KPIs. Number eight, sample reports. Number nine, your crisis communication plan. And number 10, key contacts for your team. See, that sounds so easy when you break it down like that, right? If you need help, reach out and let me know. Frankie at socially supportive.com. That's what I've got for you today. But before we go, let's talk about jobs. If you have a job opening or you're looking for a spot, email me at Frankie at socially supportive.com and I will match perfect person to perfect position. Also, if there's someone who's doing a fantastic job of delivering customer care over social media and you want me to have them on the show, send me a note, frankie at sociallysupportive.com, and I'll ring them up and see if I can get them on the show for us. All right, that's what I've got for you today. As I said, tomorrow we will be covering off on your crisis communication plan, what it should look like, how you make it, and then that'll give you some good stuff to think about over the weekend. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.